0: That's the one thing all great teams have in common: great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Avery. Hey, Goldberg! I've been in that the chief jeans, brother. You stop it. No,
1: I agree. I would not be an asset physically. I have more of a podcast body. It's the Quack!
0: Quack! 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 Quack!
1: Hey, everybody. We have been beat, physically beaten, emotionally devastated, and I can't feel anything below my armpits. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We're back with another instant analysis episode. So if you haven't, listened to our interview with DJ Watts, Sway Batia, and Maxwell Simpkins. Highly recommended. Uh, that was one of the great, more- Great kids. Yeah, one of the more fun interviews we had, but uh, we are back to break down the next episode, uh, episode two called Dusters. But before we do, uh, the now that it's out in the world, people are finding more Easter eggs that we uh, sort of missed from episode one. So um, CF3234 on Twitter noticed that uh, on the Ducks, there's a number 99 named Banks, which I think Ooh. is interesting. Our friend Ed, Curling Ed, they all go to District 5 Middle School, which is a nice little uh, homage. And then, of course, uh, Joyce in the credits, Alex's boss is named Dan Ducksworth. So a little Ducksworth connection as well. But let's move on to episode two. Uh, Let's start again just with our our quick opening thoughts here. Uh, Kevin, do you want to go first?
0: Sure. Um, I think, again, Nick was great in a much more subtle way this episode, but I still think he was fantastic. Um, uh, I discovered that Logan is my spirit animal. Um, <laughs> I, I have that written down. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was a really, a really solid second episode. I thought it followed up the first episode really well. Um, and you kind of get to see uh, a, a, a little bit of like the homage of like the early ducks, um, whenever they're, you know, just like falling flat on their faces and don't know how to skate and everything. But I, I thought they found enough ways to kind of keep a, keep a, a fresh take on it, a, a fresh spin on it. Uh, so I thought that I thought that was pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and credit to Kevin for coming prepared. He has notes. We, have, we make fun of him when he just shows up and he's had a few brewskies, but, or he's out at a patio doing an interview, but uh, he came today. He came with notes. He came prepared. So credit to him. Uh, but Tommy, you uh, opening thoughts here.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I agree with Kevin said. So two things that stood out to me is one, we do get to learn more about um, the kids. Um, Logan also, you find out like, Oh, he's like, he seems like a really, really nice kid, but he's like potentially got some demons there. Like he said, like his mom, like cheating on his dad or whatever. And it's like, okay, this will be interesting. Um, I also really liked um, the flow of the episode. Um, and there are some parts where, you're just like when they're sneaking into like the Hendrix, you're thinking, like, okay, this might be a little bit cringier, like some like weird like hijinks. But it was only like semi hijinks. Like you had Logan distract him and that was it. You didn't need DJ to like do something crazy, um, which I appreciated because I think you'd have some people like maybe zoning out a little bit. Um, I really liked the flow of it and I uh, particularly liked the ending um, I thought it was solid um, I also liked that they said the word ass
1: <laughs> yeah that was Wait, one. I, of the- a,
0: a, a quick follow on that uh, I think this kind of uh, is is a, a look inside of the differences between me and Tommy I have in my notes I wrote wish we got a little more hijinks during the loss of sounds <laughs>
1: that's funny uh the ass thing is funny too because i was watching uh with my wife and she was like how old are these kids supposed to be and i was like 12 to 14 age group and they're like oh i know they would say ass on the disney show but uh credit to brill for getting it in there uh yeah i'm
0: sure sure mal never said ass when she was ages 12 to 14
1: (laughs) i'm sure she said it all the time but uh (laughs) my opening thoughts i thought it did a good job of um making up for like what we thought were the shortcomings in the first episode where hey like we got introduced to all these people but we don't really know much about them and then right off the bat we had the circle time and we learned a lot about Maya and a little about Lauren and Logan Um, so I thought I was good for that Um yeah there were definitely some uh, goosebumps these moments yeah I thought uh, as you guys mentioned the flow uh, was a little better we slowed down a little more uh, but just overall, I I really enjoyed it. I would say I like this one more than the first one. Uh, do you guys agree or disagree with that? I
0: uh, I think I agree with that. Um, it I understand. and we touched on this a little bit last week. Like the the first episode, it it was it felt like rushed. It just set so much up, which which is understandable. But um, I, I it kind of felt like an extended trailer almost. The first episode <laughs> did. Um, but I thought this one I, I really liked kind of the way it flowed as well, and I and I also agree that that the the circle scene it was it was a fun dynamic and a and a, and a good way to introduce you to all these characters a little bit more, um, and it was like also like kind of moving along the narrative where Evan's like oh my god mom come on let's let's we got to start playing hockey and stuff like that so I, I definitely thought that like that was good but I I think I agree I think I like this episode a, a little bit more than the first.
1: Tommy, what about you? Um, I'm
2: not sure I necessarily um, liked the this one more than the first one, but I think it was on par because it wasn't the exact same. I think if it was all um, team building, silly nonsense, I wouldn't really have liked it as much. Uh, I really liked the beach ball bit. Um, and I also kind of feel like that's not a terrible exercise if it's like someone's first day on the ice. Like just like hey you know um you know aim small miss small it's like hey like start you know just start with a beach ball and like gradually go down and if you show hey yeah you can hit a beach ball and just like start going smaller it's like when you're you're training for anything um so i thought it was Is good you a, um,
0: a patriot reference in here
2: i did yeah <laughs> great movie with with uh with heath ledger novel shalom um but yeah, I, I think it was good. I, I was um I was curious what it was going to like the name of the episode. Like I saw Dusters and I was like, "Okay, what is this going to be about?" or um and you know, they got right into their first game and got their ass kicked, like uh like Brady said, so.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a slang term there, a hockey slang term. If you're a duster, you you kind of suck. Uh so that is the the name of the episode. So we talked about circle time. Obviously, we got we saw a little bit from Maya uh, the sort of popular girl we saw a little bit more from Lauren, uh, the sort of fairy warrior princess. We, as Kevin mentioned, uh, more from Logan, more from Sam. Uh, did any of those secondary characters uh, stick out to you in this episode as they got more time?
2: Um, I mentioned Logan, and I think that that's the one that really rises for me. So, wonder what's going to happen with with his family dynamic since they introduced that so early. It'd be uh it'd be weird for them to throw that out there for just like a very quick laugh, but it being kind of dark. Um and so I'm I'm interested to see his his arc. Um, but also continue to see Nick um like he is like almost like the Greek chorus. He's moving everything along. He is the podcast, he's he's narrating what happens.
0: Yeah. I uh I I appreciated uh Maya uh, when she just kind of tore down uh Alex uh with her vest that was pretty good Uh, i thought that was pretty funny um uh also the nick's line about how he has two moms and they're very special in their own special ways or something like that i thought that was really good um but uh but yeah i think maya and um what's what's the wizard girl's name lauren lauren um i i i think I think her, she might be my, like, we still don't know a ton about her, but I think she might be my, like, future favorite character. Like, I think there there's a lot of fun to be had with her character, and I'm excited to see that.
1: Yeah, yeah. As you talked about, Nick, I continue to be impressed uh, with, like, his legitimately funny timing. But, yeah, Lauren, also, I think... The-
0: also, I have written down his face acting the entire episode was just fantastic. Like, when they would cut to him, and he would just be making a funny face in the background. Um, I just thought that was really good
1: yeah but uh to sort of finish the thought yeah I think Lauren has a lot of uh comedic uh potential here and I think she has a lot to like get into the way they're setting her up so we'll be curious to see how much um she actually gets to play there or if she just sort of in the background and and sort of getting in a few one-liners before we sort of move on but uh obviously the main part of the episode revolved around sort of Alex's approach more fun don't worry about winning and sort of the conflict between her and Evan who is still a sort of duck at heart I guess uh, and wanting to win and wanting to play hard and um, yeah so what did we sort of just make about Alex's performance she obviously played a a much bigger factor than I think anybody uh, really in the episode Gordon had a few spots but it was really an Alex, sort of Evan episode. Uh, just overall, uh, what did you make of her approach and kind of the way they set up the whole, you know, this let's do this for fun and all that kind of stuff?
0: I, I liked um, I, I thought she was really good. Um, I thought her character did a really good job throughout the, throughout the episode. I do think it was maybe a little heavy-handed on the let's just have fun. Um, it's like kind of like Evan was harping up the entire time, like they, got to, they have to figure out how to play hockey at some point. Um, so so I, I feel like they went a little overboard with that. Um, but I, I do think that she's, I mean, L- Lauren Graham is like perfect for, for this type of role. Like, I mean, she's basically, you know, like that. She's played this character so many, or so, a similar type of character so many times. Um, but I, I think she was really good. And I, I, the dynamic between her and Evan was really good too um I, I liked the scene where they both went back and talked to bombay um mm-hmm. you know and kind of like we're trying to hide it from each other i thought that was good um and then bombay was just great because he was just curmudgeoning the whole time it was good <laughs>
1: yeah yeah good bombay uh there but yeah um i did like i thought it was a good approach to be like okay you know she is the like let's have fun person but there's like also a limit to that like she swung way too far the other way there so I thought that was a good approach to sort of like introduce it and say hey like okay, there's got to be a little bit of balance here uh, on both ends but um yeah Tommy, your thoughts on Alex and then uh, if you want to get into a little bit of uh Gordon's appearances in these episodes feel free
2: yeah I, I like how they they had her go you know all the way you know to the, to the left whatever with the fun if you know the right is like essentially coach T. And it seems like they're going to settle. And then, you know, Evan basically saying, like, it's not fun if you're getting your ass kicked that badly. And quick side note on that, I thought they were going to give up like 40 goals, like with that very quick goal <laughs> yeah. montage. They're really like,
0: like throttled down.
2: <laughs> yeah. And like, you can understand, like, once they've scored like five, their coach is like probably like, okay, let's, you know, let's get some fundamentals in there and not just score every time. But Kube looked terrible. <laughs>
0: yeah. Kube. Like, I I've, In my notes, poor effort in the net from Kube. <laughs> Yeah, um, like really poor effort.
2: Yeah, and Bombay, you know, when he, he puts the skates on, he gets the stick. You hear, you know, the French horn. I don't know which uh, instrument that is, um, trombone. I don't know some some you know brass instrument going. You know, you, you get the feels, you're like, know, okay, we've got Bombay skating moment. Um, so that was great to see, um, particularly early in the
0: early in the season. So, how um, much of that scene do you think was Emilio actually skating? Mm, eight percent yeah percent I think eight percent is a solid guess
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean every wide shot where they're sort of looking over Alex's shoulder is definitely um someone else but I will say uh, and this might just be because I'm a loser but legitimate goosebumps when Gordon took the ice there
0: and they are oh, I, I, I feel like I was like misting up a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah uh just great to see but yeah I thought it was um. And, like, their whole dynamic seemed a little more natural. Mm -hmm. And, like, it wasn't as forced when Gordon was being nicer. Like, I thought he that was a nice, like, subtle uh, way to sort of have them warm up to one another. Um, But, yeah, Gordon Bombay, uh, obviously we just sort of see him napping. And then uh, he's watching out the window. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just how did we feel about the curmudgeonly uh, Gordon Bombay there as he's napping and, you know, watching through the uh, window and then his progress uh, in the relationship with Alex. And uh, I thought it was a little more natural the way they uh, sort of warmed up to one another there. But uh, what do we make of sort of their progress in in episode two here? Um, I did
2: like, it's, it's clear, like, cause Alex's character is like, you know she's very quick-witted she's kind of saying like a lot of things very quickly you know a little reminiscent of her gilmore girls character in in that respect um but it plays well with gordon who is you know they're they're bantering right and so like they're they're both going to like you know you know have have fun with the the other one a little bit um so i think they really have a good rapport going um and it's not like gordon is just some like overwhelming asshole or like alex is just some like you know crazy mom or something like that um and they both recognize that it looks like um it's just like how you can meet someone just have like an instant rapport just because their their personality really kind of mirrors your yours a little bit and so that's what i'm getting
0: yeah Yeah, i I, I liked I, i was just gonna say i was just gonna touch on i liked um with bombay specifically when he was watching the game and then when he watched them like go back out on the ice and like do what are they what are they called the crossovers or whatever um i i liked that moment for bombay's character and that one kind of kind of got me a little bit too cuz you could kind of like see it like coming back to him a little bit uh, i thought that was good
1: yeah it was a good way to sort of set up like okay these kids are you know trying hard and and bombay realizes that and uh they sort of set up when he goes out to skate like hey uh maybe there's something left in him when it comes to like hockey so uh mm-hmm. interested to see how that all plays out in uh episode three and beyond here uh but let's move on because i there's a, the one enigma for me is really koob who we talked about a little bit uh he is um obviously designed to be pretty weird but uh is as quite he's going into trances he's like laying on the ice uh do we like what is your what are we making of Coop here is this like a good character trait or is it too much i, I don't really know how to think about him at this point
0: i think it's been a little cheesy um i think i I kind of liked the, the part where he's like laying on the ground and they're like, ah, and Nick, what did Nick say? He was like, ah, poor little guy I took everything out of him or whatever. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like to him like hitting the buttons and stuff in the net. I thought that was weird. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe they're just setting him up for like his big, like glow up, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I get that. He's like kind of, I don't know, on the fence for me at this point.
2: Yeah, reminiscent of Goldberg, how they had to tie him to the um, you know, to the net, yeah, and, and to get him to realize like, hey, it doesn't hurt exactly. And for Kube, I wonder if they're gonna do some kind of like, like, you know, put like a cutout of like a an X on his like right leg and like a square on his left leg and be like, he'll be like X and like he'll kick out his leg or something oh. like that. So they're they're building up to something like that, I imagine, you know, similar like Fulton in the football, like get someone comfortable um but yeah like kevin said earlier in his great notes you know not a good effort
0: (laughs) (laughs) i I do kind of like i kind of do like his character because the other ones are like very out there and like very charismatic and all this and he's not um and i I think it provides like a nice balance because like if they're all like the the funny kids in the room like it's not going to work like they need like some kind of counterpoint to that so i don't think he works in that respect um but i am curious to see like how how they kind of evolve his character
1: yeah yeah he's that's a good point about the necessary just juxtaposition but he is sort of uh lagging in terms of the team for me i think he's like uh I'm just like, what is what is happening here? Like, what is going on? How are they going to work through this? But we'll see. Um, just any other highlights for you that we haven't touched on uh, in episode
0: two? So for me, I, I have written down, I thought the tripod joke was really funny with Logan. Uh, where they're yeah. like, he didn't even move your stick. And he's like, well, if I move my stick, I'll fall down. I thought that was good. Uh, and then and then Nick comes in with, uh, he's a human tripod. I thought that was good. <laughs> let's see Uh, I I thought Evan showed a little bit of a some shades of Charlie whining uh quite a bit I thought that was good um uh and I I do want to touch a little bit more on uh the Logan being my spirit animal because I I I thought that scene was really funny where he goes and charms the the front desk lady um and and how he just look, you know it's like you look you look delightful today in brown or whatever and uh I just thought that was really funny um uh and you know, I I've been in, you know, many situations like that. Moms love me, you know, so I can <laughs> I can uh I can identify with Logan quite a bit. I think his character is gonna be really funny. I think there's a lot of potential for him.
1: Yeah, he's the most um yeah, he's got the most sort of like interesting path to where he could go, because we talked about like he brought up these family issues, but he's also still like playing sort of a big role in these first two episodes and whatnot it's interesting yeah like
0: why did why did they put him at uh, to do the opening face-off I thought that was very poor but
1: uh yeah so I like he is sort of establishing himself as sort of the number three player there's like Evan and then Nick in terms of just sort of screen time and uh like story driven elements and then it's uh Logan I guess that makes sense because he was the third player to join the team but uh interesting that you talk about the the charming because uh that was where it sort of fell flat for me but uh i'm interested in your thoughts tommy on on logan and uh, anything else that that we haven't touched on uh that you thought was some highlights
2: um yeah logan i think that he's kind of got um an interesting arc potentially um he just seems like a really nice kid because I think my initial impression was he was just like a rich kid who doesn't know how to play hockey and maybe he's like a dick. Um, But no, he's like, he seems pretty genuine, pretty nice. And um, he doesn't really seem as arrogant as maybe he initially came off on. Um, But yeah, the one thing I wanted to mention was the ending where, um, where Evan, you know, he's given the C before the game for captain, you know, kind of again, mirroring Conway. Um, And then he leads them back out onto the ice. It's like okay, there's your your captain mo- moment there, um, and you know I guess you could even go like, you know maybe he's gonna get hurt before the big game and he's gonna help coach or something. A la Conway and D two giving up his spot. There's mm-hmm. there's a lot of different ways they can go. That's just me kind of throwing some stuff at the board, but um, they're they're really drawing a lot of parallels to to Conway. Um, although Evan is clearly more of a, a leader immediately than than Conway was he he wasn't really a captain until uh season two or excuse me d2 right
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that was a, a good moment as Kevin mentioned he had some Conway vibes with just his like whininess and everything uh throughout so yeah, I did like the what we haven't touched on is, you know, they go and they, uh, I guess, steal the equipment or take the equipment from the lost and found. But I did think it was a, a nice moment and like kind of realistic uh, when Alex pulls out the jerseys and like I could definitely see that happening in real life where these kids are trying and then she's like, all right, I'm going to spend some cash to get some nice jerseys for the team there.
0: So uh, that was good. Yeah, um, I was
2: wondering, like, are they going to wear jerseys or not? Like, or are they going yeah. full on District Five for their first game? I like
0: how Logan was in just straight up Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That
1: was his, uh, that was his gear there. Um, I liked the girl's dad filling in on the podcast. I thought that was funny. Uh,
0: yes, I-, I meant to mention that as well. That was really funny. Yeah, they,
1: they, they-
2: should have uh, made him like in true like don't give a fuck mode. He's just like, why am I here? Like they, I wish I would have leaned into that a little harder, but I guess he's supporting his daughter, so good for him.
0: I, yeah. I liked the line where he he was like a uh, whole lot of red. Yeah,
1: <laughs> was yeah, like I can't even look. What's happening? He's like a whole lot of red, um, but yeah, I I think it was Tommy who brought up. Like they, sh- Cardinals should have scored like forty goals uh, at least, but uh, yeah, I guess they uh, showed some sportsmanship there. Um, so as we talked about, as Tommy brought up when they go back out on the ice, that was my second legitimate goosebump moment. Cause they played the mighty duck suite and then they go out on the ice and they're starting to like try to get better. And you see Bombay there, like the great, a great ending to it where the ending in episode one uh, fell flat there. So let's move on here to, Wait,
0: can I mention one more quick sure. thing? Um, I, I thought, um, of course it was a Nick moment when he gets destroyed And as he's getting destroyed, he goes, Tell my moms I love them. I just thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Um, And I was also wondering, like, maybe is it like the first time that's like ever been uttered on like, (laughs) like like on screen? You know, I don't know. I I just thought that was funny.
1: Yeah. They're taking some nice twists uh, with it, with with the family life, which I think is uh, makes it more interesting for sure. Um, I did, it was curious to me that they put the like uh, previously on, Uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers and they had a lot with like Sophie and stuff but she didn't really play a factor at all in this episode so Mm -hmm. uh, they're definitely working towards something there but uh, let's move on to our high moments our low moments and our MVPs so uh, for you Tommy the high moment of the episode I I guess it's gonna be I I hate to do this but
2: I think the way they ended was really strong and made me want to watch the next one right away and I, I don't mean to say that the the whole episode wasn't good because I did enjoy it, but I think the high moment was kind of like um, the um, seeing uh, Evan on the ice there. Um, but I think that um, for most Duck fans, it's
0: going to be seeing Bombay on the ice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Kevin, your thoughts?
0: I I, I I'm I'm kind of like leaning back and forth in my head. I think I'm going to say Bombay on the ice. Um, just because that was just like such a goosebumps moment, um, but I also really did enjoy specifically the 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 when Evan walks out of the locker room and says, "We got to get better," and I, I thought that was like a really good, just like like subtle leadership thing, and I, I thought that was a really cool moment. Um, but yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with Bombay on the ice.
1: Okay, that is good. I will take. The ending as well, just because it was like the tipping point for me, it was a little later, like Evan goes on the ice and then the team follows him and that sort of hit me right in the feelings uh, when they all came back out and then you see Bombay like looking through the window and sort of giving a smile and Alex is like, I got to like actually learn hockey like that was that has like we're, we're at the point now where things are starting to heat up and that was like the tipping point. So I'll give it um, to that. Uh, the low moment we'll uh we'll start with you kevin what was your low moment
0: for the episode uh i think the low moment for me is i guess Kuvin the net man. <laughs> like he's just like so bad uh like not even trying bad like like at least like in like the original ducks like goldberg was trying he just wasn't any good mm-hmm. um, well sometimes he was just her, like he's just not even yeah, well, sure, but that's, like, you know, out of frustration or whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that was just I – f- I feel like they could have done more with that, I think. Um, and it's it, – I don't know. He just kind of stood there, and I think that was probably my my low moment. All
1: right. Tommy?
2: Yeah, I didn't like how bad Coop was, but he's obviously going to – they're going to get into that. Um, like I mentioned, I'm going to – I wasn't a i like the hijinks for the most part but i didn't want there to be some weird like they get caught raiding the you know lost and found it is interesting that they just went ahead and stole all that gear um and i guess the whole like oh this was remember i called this my magic wand it's like where did that come from you lost your your favorite stick yeah. and you didn't think to check the lost and found at the rink that you were only <laughs> at um so anywho um but again uh i i still rate this episode pretty highly
1: yeah yeah, the the stealing for me specifically, I know Kevin liked it, but the the charming of the lady I thought was a little, a little uh, forced there, and uh, I thought I thought it would have been better if she was like, yeah, take whatever you want. Like if she if they didn't even need Logan, they're like, oh, that was easy or something like that. Yeah, uh, where they like snuck in, but uh, that. Uh, the, the, this guy don't care, doesn't care. We saw that in the teaser, but like, you know, who doesn't care this guy? And he's like, which guy, uh, obviously a little, uh, uh, cheesy there, but, uh, we can, we can accept those things. Cause as Tommy mentioned, I thought it was a good episode. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. As I said, it gave me goose legitimate goosebumps two times. So, uh, tough to complain there. Uh, let's go to our MVPs. I guess I'll start it off. I don't really start it off much. Uh, i'm gonna go with alex i mean obviously she pushes the episode and she's the main character uh but i thought she did some nice uh acting with the uh, bombay and you could tell there was like an earnestness to like try and like hey i'm trying to make this work and i'm talking to my boss and everything uh i thought it was just very believable uh, uh very sort of heartwarming um so i'm going with alex uh your thoughts there tommy
2: one last callback whenever um Alex is talking to Stephanie, her, uh, her supervisor, and they say, Oh, like top two teams make the state tournament. So yeah. they're, they're setting that up for them to lose to the ducks, but finish in second, which I appreciate instead of just being like, yeah, these are the best eight teams in the state. It's like, no, this, like in this city, these are the teams that are playing. Top two teams will go to the bigger state tournament. And it would also make sense why the ducks and don't Bother's don't play in the first round. Cause you're not going to be paired with someone in your district or whatever. Um, they'll be on opposite sides of the bracket and so i do appreciate that yes um, but my mvp does go to evan for the final scene um you know hey it's not fun getting your ass kicked that badly and then him skating onto the ice i um, showing that leadership but i do think uh, alex was also good
0: yeah i, I think i'm pretty much just going to echo what tommy said i i think evan he he, yeah he was like well i need to up the entire episode but i i, I mean he was making good points um mm-hmm. but i thought he was really solid and then that 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 closing scene i thought was just excellent um where where he does say we got our asses kicked and then and then he says we got to get better and goes out on the ice and leads all the ducks out there i thought he was kind of like like not, alex was great but I, I thought evan was like the glue that held everything together in the episode um so i, I thought that was he's he was probably the, the mvp for me
1: There you go. So we'll give it to Evan. So Nick's got one. Evan's got one. We got eight episodes to go there.
0: Also honorable mention of Nick though. Nick is just crushing it. Yeah. Yeah. Nick
1: is crushing it. Like like, I feel like he is going to be sort of the breakout star out of all this. Uh, So uh, yeah, but great point, Tommy. Like they obviously thought out the system and like how it's going to work where I don't know if they really thought out in D1. Like the state I, championship. I wonder if
2: Brill is like, look, we can't have another 250 fucking podcast episodes <laughs> about some of our like, you know, loosey goosiness with some Minnesota yeah. state hockey rules. So let's just shove it down their throat early, or give them the little like, let's wave at these rules.
1: Yeah, no, that I thought it was a great way to sort of set it up. Obviously, you know, whenever you're trying to sort of explain stuff, it's kind of awkward. Like, it's not something that would come up in like the natural conversation like how people usually talk where they sort of describe something they already all know but um, I thought it was a great way to set it up and as Tommy mentioned they say oh top two teams and whatnot so uh, we know the don't bothers can make it even if they lose to the Ducks or they don't play the Ducks in the first round that all makes sense uh, great points there do you think
0: think we end up getting an homage to the to the measles um, uh, where somebody gets disqualified at the end and that allows them to sneak in
2: well, didn't Brill mention that, but maybe they nixed it because of the coronavirus. You can't, like I don't I, know. I do
0: remember him saying something along those lines. Yeah, Maybe hate... it's not an illness. Maybe it's like, you know, that somebody cheated or something. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So he, he mentioned it to us. I think he also mentioned it in, I want to say it was an entertainment weekly article where he said like, it's been fun to revisit and think like, oh, the Panthers got the measles. What happened to them? Um, so he's mentioned it multiple times. I would expect it shows up somewhere. Um, and yeah, maybe it is, uh, yeah, you know, oh, this team got the measles and now the, the don't bothers get to go to state or whatever. So, uh, something to keep an eye on, uh, for episode, uh, three through 10 here, but, uh, we will be back. We got another guest coming next week. And then our third, uh, instant analysis, uh, will come the following Friday with the release of episode three uh, for us at Crack tech pod on twitter facebook.com slash Crack tech pod go to itunes give us five stars tell us your mvp for the episode um we got to give a shout out to our producers they make it all happen uh they've been super helpful in uh making us look legitimate helping us get guests uh helping grow the pod so our producers, we love you. If you want to be a producer, there's a link in the show notes. Our executive producers, Elsie Barnett, Brian Burke, Alex Shibara, Josh Licht, and Bobby LaMare. Our regular producers, Deborah Chen, Jeremiah Bershey, Adam Ferry, Joyce Ng, Jared Beasley, Lisa Wilbig, Anthony Geoffrey, Jeff Fantis, Matt Holtwick, and Stevie Yanks. And for us, remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.
0: Right. Back bye.
2: Quick and take his back, Jack. Ooh yeah.